Good day, Angie. Oh, good day, Rebecca. Great to see you. Same. Likewise, as always. As always, y'all, welcome to What in the Well podcast, episode 15, Rebecca, coming up on 15. We are so glad, as always, that you're joining us for our next conversation Um, each week, as you know, or each every other week, we are are trying to get into the regular mode uh, to bring you real-time, relatable, and practical tips for things that we are experiencing as professionals and leaders and thought leaders in our industry and community, as also as busy working moms. And we hope that what we share, one thing resonates with you or... Even if it doesn't resonate, hopefully you love joining with us to feel connected and you're not alone out there and you get a, you get a giggle every once in a while. We just want to, we just want you to leave feeling inspired and having a practical tip or two you can have in your back pocket to use in your daily life. If nothing else, I make mistakes so that you don't have to. That's right. Or make mistakes and you can watch how we laugh at ourselves while we're making mistakes. So you can make mistakes and learn to laugh at yourself as well. I consider myself a professional mistake maker. Cheers. Uh, we, cheers. Both our, we both had our I, coffee cups. Listeners, at the same time, we brought up our coffee cups. Cheers to making mistakes. Amen to that. I'm running on caffeine right now. So that's Me fine. Me too. It's fine. Speaking of making mistakes, our topic <laughs> for today that we really want to unpack and spend some time with is letting go. Mm-hmm. So, so much of being able to make mistakes is letting go. Yeah. So the topic that we have today is letting go so that you and us can get going uh, to do the brave, amazing things uh, that we want to achieve in life. So Mm -hmm. Rebecca, just curious, what does letting go to get going mean to you? Yeah. So here are a couple of examples. Let's just start with that. So it really letting go is critical to moving forward because you can't bring all that baggage with you. Now, some of it will stay with you forever, but you want it to be more like purse-sized fanny pack, if that's your thing, but not necessarily like big duffel bag on your back, right? So yeah, that just feels heavy. Yeah. Think about a big duffel bag on your back. What's that feel like? It feels like, you know, my son is six years old and he's kind of meaty, but he still thinks he's not meaty and smaller. And he always wants to like ride on my back everywhere. And it's like, I want him to, because I love bringing that little baby with me. But then I have to remember that he is not mine to carry on my back anymore. And I have to set him down so that my back doesn't hurt. You know, it's heavy. It feels exhausting. What else when you're carrying that heavy back pack? Yeah. So, I mean, there's parts of it that are sentimental, right? You like feel like I'm not ready to let this go or, or the opposite where it's sticking with you and you want to let it go and you just can't seem to do so. Um, But, you know, we can't just can't bring all of that baggage with you forward. If you want to truly step into the version of you that is right for the season. So absolutely. Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple other examples. What are a couple, you said you had a couple in your pocket. Yeah. So two big things that are going on right now in my life. Um, one is yesterday. I just, I just launched two new coaching packages. Um, one is for my business coaching practice. The other is for my life and wellness coaching practice. And Congratulations. Hey, thanks. That's awesome. uh, You know, but so starting a business is, um, especially when you are the product, when you are actually the product, you are providing the service. 
um, it is easily one of the most vulnerable things that you can do because you're putting yourself out there like, Hey, um, spend your money to spend time with me and I'm going to help you. And that's, um, it's just kind of a pit in the stomach type thing to do, but I had to, especially when I was crafting those packages, I had to let go of my fears and vulnerabilities about it so that I could get going on it because I've been doing this for two and a half years now, and it's just been iterative. And there's been a lot of stuff from my 20 year past career that I've really had to let go of and say, you know, that was a good learning experience in that season, but there are pieces of it that I need to bring forward in order to be effective and pieces of it that I absolutely have to let go. If I want to get past this vulnerability of developing a new business and serving people the way that I want to. So, um, that's just kind of like nerve wracking. Right. Um, but I'm doing it. Yeah, you're doing it. And you mentioned needing to let go of fears and vulnerabilities. What are a couple of things that you intentionally, can you yeah. share, like unpack that a little bit more for us? Like, what did you intentionally let go of so that you could produce these workshops, get into the flow to create them and then put them out there, yeah. right? Cause that's the goal. The get going is where am I stuck that I need to let go of? Where do I need to let go of? So I can get going to deliver some value or outcomes or reach a goal or just get through the day sometimes. But what, can you unpack that a little bit more? Absolutely. So we, I, I think it was our very first episode, which um, I remember was like 15 episodes ago because we're on episode 15. Um, <laughs> so we talked about imposter syndrome and when I was working for other people, there was a lot more validation um, you know, people are quick to tell you if you're meeting the goals or not. Um, there are far less indicators when you're working on your own. I mean, you have clients or you don't, unless you ask explicitly for feedback, you usually don't get it. Um, there's a lot of joy in seeing your clients successful, but a lot of times they don't outright tell you like, Hey, that was a good session or Hey, because of something we talked about, you know, I was able to overcome something. Uh, a lot of times you have to ask directly for that feedback. Whereas when I was working, in a corporate environment, that was a regularly, regularly scheduled part of my experience because my, you know, managers had to give me feedback. And, um, so I had to let go of the idea that I was going to get a lot of external validation that I was being seen, being heard, being effective. Um, and that's mm -hmm. been tough because you look out there at all of these people who seem to be thriving in the same thing that you're trying to do. And you sit there with this, like, weight of, am I, can I actually do this? Is this, am I the right person to do this? And who am I to try to help other people the way that I want to help them? So what I'm hearing and part of your process of letting go is comparing yourself against others too. Yes. Because so there is no of your own way of the narrative that you're telling yourself, right? Yeah. The imposter syndrome and letting go and setting down the heavy suitcase or that backpack of comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So the other story, the other area of my life, um, more in my personal life is, you know, we've, I've talked about this before, but my daughter just started middle school and there mm. it's like a change cornucopia. Like every time she comes home from school, it's like something new. And I'm just oh, watching yeah. her power evolve. <laughs> like we went from the summer where it was like, oh, she's, you know, still 
got that elementary school thing going on into middle school. It's like, what bam, like lockers assignments that she's independently managing, um, eight teachers instead of one, you know, the social dynamics, the freedom, the, oh my gosh, I don't even know. It's just all of these things. And sometimes she seems excited about it. Other times she just seems, you know, like she's struggling and I have this strong desire, this deep seated love, but codependency (laughs) to try to fix it for her. And there are all these Mm. things that I just have to let go of. I have no control. Um, I have a lot less involvement with her school now. Um, I know less about her social life. And that's been just kind of a, just a whop, just like a whop in the face. So I'm dealing with that, but I have to let go of that control in order to let her move forward the way that she needs Mm. to, in order to become, you know, the person that she's becoming in that sucks as a parent so yeah I also um as you know have a middle school daughter who's about ready to turn 14 in two weeks eighth grade and what I have learned when that happened in sixth grade and going on is that their journey to your point is not my journey and for all you out there that are listening the moment the middle school hits, I think whether it's a boy or a girl, you are in back in yourself in the hallways as a middle schooler. You can't help it. I had to go pick, I had to go pick my daughter up for uh, an appointment the other day and I was walking through the halls and it happened to be like, not recess, but they had some break. Right. And so, and I literally was walking through and I was like, Oh my gosh, the smelly boys and the girls and the groups and the clicks and the lockers and the things and all the things. And I literally found myself like, I am in middle school. I was like, Dorothy, come on, we gotta go. But reminding, like letting go of this is not my journey. This is hers. And how, what does she need to to feel love and supported to your point? So it's letting go that it's easy to want to solve because it's like, oh, I know I've been there, but they need to have that experience too. So I love that letting go of the control um, so that they can bumble through it. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. We talked about, what did we talk about? Failing sandwiches or failing constantly? Like you gotta, yes. they have to make the mistakes, but then we're there to help support and guide and build the resilience muscles. It's brutal. So, mm-hmm. okay. What about you? Um, oh. where are you experiencing letting go in your life right now? Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And, you know, as we're talking about the the what of letting go so much of, I think what I would love um, that I think is valuable is how do you let go? Right. So what is the process? I feel like in my personal life and my career life, there's constantly things that are, that are coming up um, that I need to need to let go of Um, letting go for me, the need to control Um, we are, I'm in a startup right now. I think I mentioned that starting up a new team, building a new startup, a new function that our company is investing in. And, um, we need to deliver some value quickly and letting go that it needs to be perfect. Right. It's just draft. Like it's all iterative. We'll learn. We got to put something out there and keep, um, building upon it. So I'm writing our three-year kind of strategic plan right now, and I'm finding myself stuck because I want it to be really, really good. 
And so I have to let go of, no, it's progress over perfection. Just get the draft out there and then build upon it because it will be better once I start socializing it. So I have to let go of that expectation. Mm -hmm. I love that letting go or progress over perfection. I just love that, that phrase. And I have to constantly remind myself. So what impact is that? Yeah. What impact is that having on you right now? Being able to let go or not being able to let go. Let's go with both. Yeah. So the impact of, if I'm not able to let go, right. Of the, I need to get this draft out there. The impact is that we're going to stay stuck and we need to get going. Uh, and I am also not bringing others along with our vision and allowing them to, um, to be able to contribute to it by letting go. So actually by letting go and just working through and getting the, as Brene Brown calls it, the shitty first draft or your Mm -hmm. SFD, just get the shitty first draft out there and let it grow. It will get better. And I believe that. And, uh, so now it's just getting it Today, I get to finish the draft and I'm putting it out there next week and then others are going to weigh in and we're going to build something that's going to be really good. Plus, we're bringing people along uh, in the vision of what we're of what we're trying to do and grow. So which is also important. Yeah. But how? So like the thing is, you know, it's the how do you let go? Um, And I was thinking about this, you know, how do I let go or what are some questions to ask? When you're trying to let go of something. So like Rebecca said, if you're feeling the heaviness, we called it the suitcase or the backpack, right? That you're carrying on your back and it can be anything. And you do want to turn it into like the fanny pack, right? It's yeah. going to be, it's not going to go away completely, right? Cause we have our saboteurs and we have our inner critics and it's not going to go away, but how do you let go enough so that you can get forward momentum or forward movement towards anything that you're trying to achieve? So a couple of questions that I find myself when I find myself of like, I'm a little stuck and I need to let go or set something down or take it from feeling really big to again, a fanny pack size. Here's a couple of questions I would offer up. And Rebecca, I would love to know um, your process as well. I ask myself, what's the current story that I'm telling myself about this? So what's the current story? So with the example of drafting up the strategic plan, what am I telling myself here? Wow, this is big. I really want this to, this is the firm is investing in this. They're counting on us. I want this to be really, really good because we're trying to become a world-class coaching organization. And I want to make sure that our first out of the gate, that's the story I'm telling myself. That's the narrative. That's the pressure I'm putting on. So just having awareness about, Just ask yourself, what is the current narrative and the story? Then second question I ask is, what am I afraid of? What am I truly afraid of here? There's a little bit about exposure for me with this narrative being seen, right? What if it's not good? So there's a little, there's a little of like fear, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of being exposed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then I ask, what am I protecting myself from? So what's the story I'm telling myself? What am I afraid of? What am I protecting myself from? And then what, and then flipping the script on what could actually go right here? 
let's say this rocket like is like home run. What could go right? What am I longing for? What's the true desire? Yeah. And then decide, what am I going to do about this? Right. And I do that a lot instead of shaming myself or beating myself into it, do it with some self-love and grace. Like just get curious. What's the story? What am I afraid of? What am I protecting myself from? Yeah. What am I longing for? What could actually go right here? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. what do I, what, what's the next right step? What's the next baby step towards it? Yeah. I think about it, like, especially in the situation where I am technically my own boss, what I want to report to me, the way that my internal dialogue is going right now, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. What I want to report to me and I have to turn it around and say to myself, I would never, when I used to lead teams, I would never lack the compassion for my team members that I do for myself. I would never create the stories that I do about that potential to fail for my team members than I do myself. Mm -hmm. It's just, I sometimes can be a shitty boss to myself and I have to keep that in check because- I, I need the, I need the self-compassion in order to continue moving forward. I think those are some really, really great points. And a lot of times it is asking those questions. Well, what am I really afraid of? What, and, and what would happen if I do fail in some area? I've overcome. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. Absolutely. So I look at it as letting go. I look at it in terms of the stages of grief. So, you know, you've got denial, anger, bargaining, um, depression, and acceptance. So I try to check in with myself when I'm letting go of something is what stage of grief I'm at, am I in, um, where, whether I'm letting go of something good or bad, you know, am I, um, in denial that it's time, especially with my child, like, am I in denial that she is growing up and I want to keep her preserved in the space where I had a little bit more control, Mm -hmm. um, can I get through all of that? all of those stages of, you know, being a little bit angry at life for the fact that they do grow up and move on. Um, kind of that bargaining stage where I'm like, well, I mean, I could, you know, maybe I, maybe I could, um, you know, plug in a little bit more, maybe she will, you know, allow me into her friend circle or whatever it may be. Um, and then there's some sadness with it, right? Like, you know, I, I, she's already 11 years old. Did I do my best the last 11 years to equip her for what's happening in the next season of life? Um, is it going to be lonely without her needing me as much? Um, and then ultimately at some point, maybe I'm not quite there yet, but I'll have to accept it. I'll have to accept Mm -hmm. the fact that she has to move on in order to become the person that she is meant to become. And, um, it's, and it is a grieving process. And And then again, I'm going to layer in or overlay the self-compassion, the self-love. How can you then celebrate that? Right. Celebrate and be thankful. Like, wow, I am letting go of this control so that think about how you're growing and then also what you're allowing her to do to blossom. Right. This is like, everyone's kind of winning and growing by letting go. Yeah. You know, when you hold on to something, like I think about so much of letting go is letting go of control. And you mentioned that earlier. Like I think about like, oh, if you're trying to control something, I got my fist clenched right here. I know listeners, you can't see it. Rebecca could have like grinning my teeth and sharpening my eyes. And I'm like, 
holding my fists together really, really tight. Mm. That's hard, right? And it's yeah. exhausting. If you just open up, it's it's much lighter. It's yeah. a much lighter dance yeah. than that heaviness. I would rather skip around town with a fanny pack on all day long yeah. than a heavy backpack on my back. Fanny packs are so in style right now. And think about, well, and think, well, yeah, you can get a cute, I would get one with some pink and probably some white little sparkles or sequins okay. on it. Anyway, but think about what you can actually do with a fanny pack versus a backpack, a heavy backpack on your back. Your arms yeah. are free. You'd have more mobility in your life. Like you can just, there's more get going. There's more you can accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah. I love to, I, I call it kind of um, checking in with people from the future. So I have friends who have daughters like yourself mm-hmm. who are just a little bit further along in that process of growing. And so I always ask them like, what is the future like? <laughs> what is actually, what is the true, what is the reality instead of the story that I'm telling myself about how this is going to go. And it's so helpful because people a lot of times will tell you like, well, these are the good parts too. And, and you watch them develop their character and you do, I mean, I I'm going to get a little more freedom from some of the stuff, you know, that right now I'm a little tied to, like, I mean, I can, you know, she, maybe she'll babysit sometimes for her bro. I don't know if I'll let her do that, but yes. oh, you, you will. Know. And it's great. And it's amazing. And that's, what you're doing now is what could go right. Right. So you're starting to rewrite the narrative mm-hmm. around what am I afraid of? What am I protecting right. myself from? Now you're rewriting what, what, let me actually sit in this yeah. for a moment. What could actually go right? Oh, right. you might get some freedom. Exactly. Have, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. I know. It's awesome. And that's yeah. another trusting, right? And it's another growth. Absolutely. Yeah. So Rebecca, as we wrap up this topic of letting go, of things that are, you know, weighing us down and it can be anything Mm -hmm. in your life to get going and just to get movement and forward momentum towards, you know, something you want to achieve or a goal or an outcome. What do you want to leave our listeners with today? Yeah. So I think, I think it would be that letting go in order to get going, it really is about getting to a point of acceptance and wrestling with all the stages of grief and, you know, being self-compassionate as you get through that process, but accepting where you are, getting the support that you need, you know, asking a friend about the future, um, getting therapy, if you need it, getting like syncing up with a coach to help you through the process, um, friendship or journaling or, um, taking space or, or staying busy, you know, getting yourself, um, filling that space with something new that excites you or a little spa time or some rest. I mean, whatever it takes in order to get to that place where you feel like you're finally moving forward. How about you? Yeah, I would say I love, I love that. And I, if you're working through something on letting go, even you mentioned journaling, just write down those questions and work, spend a few minutes just reflecting and working through them. What's the story I'm currently telling myself? What am I afraid of? Right. What am I protecting myself from? What am I long? What do I, what am I truly longing for here? What could go right? And how am I going to do this? Like you mentioned from a place of love for yourself and gratitude. Absolutely. I love that. And see what, and see what opens up. That's when for me, anytime, and I get in places with heavy backpacks a lot all throughout Mm -hmm. the day and that process 
helps to center ground and shift pretty quickly to, to get into action. Absolutely. So listeners take the next couple of weeks to think about what backpack you're wearing, where you can start accepting and providing self-compassion to yourself in order to put a fanny pack on instead and move forward and fill it with the things that excite you. Um, get yourself a leopard print fanny pack and get going. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of What in the Well. Be sure to review, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, share it in the comments. Stay well until we meet again.